Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning. We give you the praise and the glory. And Lord, we thank you for watching over us. And Lord, the strength to be up this morning. We give you praise because the Bible says, He that keeps Israel do not sleep, neither do you slumber. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Our safety is in your hand. And thank you, Lord, for the gift of another day. That today is another opportunity to enjoy your blessing, to live in your grace, and to manifest as your children wherever we may find ourselves this day. And I pray that your light in us will also walk through us to provide a path and a direction to everyone who needs. May we be light in areas of darkness in people's lives. And Father, may the peace in us not just walk in us and our homes, but may it also extend to our friends, our co-workers, and our family members, and even that stranger that we may encounter today. May the words of peace come from our mouth. May the words of the Holy Ghost comfort those around us in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father, for all that you have done for us. And thank you, Father, King of Glory, for this table that you have prepared before us this morning. We come with excitement to eat that we may be nourished and equipped with everything that we need to function this day. We give you all the praise. Our hearts are open to receive your engrafted word of grace this morning. Thank you, precious Father, because our inheritance are secured. Everything that you have done for us, you have done for all eternity. Thank you, Heavenly Father, as we walk step by step from one level of glory to another. Only your name alone we but glorified because our lives we shout aloud, we display, we be expressions of your kindness and your love. Thank you, our most precious daddy. We give you praise and glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say aloud, Amen and Amen and Amen. Good morning to you, my beloved family in Christ. And of course, you know who it is. It's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob. And already you know what the subject matter is. This morning, let me begin by reading a scripture. Of course, it's still Romans chapter 8. And then we take it from there. I'm going to read Romans chapter 8. From verse 19 all the way to 23. Romans chapter 8 verses 19 all the way to 23. And I'm reading of course from the Passion Translation, the TPT. And then we flow from there. It says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty fertility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. 22. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in the contractions of labor and childbirth. 23. And it is not just creation, 
we who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. Again, let me read that last line. It says that we also who have received or experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan. There's an inward groan in us to experience, watch this, our full status as God's sons and daughters. And that includes the physical transformation of our bodies. Praise God. Now, you know the place where he says the first fruits of the Spirit, if you're reading from the TPT, there's a footnote. And I want to read that footnote now. Here's what it says. The first fruits of the Spirit would include his indwelling presence, his gifts, his wisdom, and his transforming power. Imagine what the full harvest of the Spirit will bring to us. He says, the Aramaic can be translated, the awakening of the Spirit. The awakening of the Spirit. Beloved, before I saw this, remember where we began. We began talking about the manifestation of the sons of God and we were led directly straight to the subject of the Holy Spirit, what his work is and what he has come to do in our lives. And this morning, I just saw this, that what we have received is just the first fruit of the Holy Ghost. That means, now begin, now we just begin. We are just only starting. And the Bible says, so all the things we have seen, all the things we are even longing for, are just the first fruit. No one that the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is an engagement ring, a deposit that God has given to us to guarantee us what is to come. Now, let me make the second point from this Bible passage we read this morning. And please, I highly encourage you, when we are done this morning, please go back and read the same place, the same portion of the scripture again. Romans chapter 8, verses 19 to 23. Now, it began by talking about the current state of the universe. And let me make the following point. When I began to preach this gospel, believe me, I saw none of this. The first thing I saw was that I didn't know Christ. I had been introduced to religion and I was struggling to serve God. Suddenly, I realized that what they were telling me to do is who I am right now already. Don't forget how Adam and Eve was deceived. Don't forget that. Now, so all I wanted to do was to tell men about their righteousness in Christ without knowing that this righteousness is the foundation of what God wants to do. I did not understand that this righteousness, all I did was preach about how righteous God has made us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's all I preached about. 
I did not know that that was the foundation God. In fact, in my eyes, that was the gospel. That was the only gospel I knew. That was the only thing I preached on. That was the only thing I was trying to communicate to men. And I kept preaching over and over. I never saw it as foundation. I never preached it as foundation. This is six years now. It is just now I'm beginning to realize that what God was doing was to lay our foundation because until a man understands his righteous state in God, he is still limited. The foundation is not there. He may be able to manifest gifts, do one thing or the other, but it is impossible for you and I to get to where God is leading us until we understand our righteous state in Christ because that is the foundation. Praise God. No wonder our brother Dr. E.W. Kenyon will say that upon all the riches that grace has made available for us, none is greater than being made by grace, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now listen to me. As we read this scripture now, you can look around you and see what the Bible is saying. That the entire universe is subject to decay. And so it is waiting for the manifestation of sons of God. Now, it is now I'm beginning to see that even the problems I was running around trying to solve earlier on, that God's solution to the world is the gospel. It is the gospel of grace that brings them to Christ and fills them with the Holy Spirit. Everything we said now is by the Holy Spirit. Everything that we read now that is going to happen is manifestation, is work of the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost is in us, transforming us, including our physical bodies. Now, the more I see this, the more I pray to God for more commitment to the gospel because we are not just talking here. No, sir, we are talking about the solution that the world itself is looking for. I'm saying this to you this morning so that perhaps all you think about every day is how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that. May God open your eyes to bring you up to a higher purpose in the gospel. Now listen to me carefully. So when I see a sick person today, friends, sometimes, sometimes when you see the devastating effects of sickness in people's lives, in their families, then you understand that that is happening because the world is currently experiencing decay, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And the only way to bring forth these sons of God is to preach the gospel. Then you see why we have a little more commitment to this gospel. Then you start to see why perhaps this morning you don't know why you have been receiving this message or why you are drawn to this message. May this open your eyes to see more and more, to see beyond your nose this morning, to understand that when I hear that somebody dies and then I have the understanding that somehow this gospel will be able to play a role to stopping a lot of the things that we that we now think is normal a lot of the things that we now think is part of life that this gospel has has the power to revert them to stop them to eliminate them then perhaps you will now understand that this is far beyond what you and i can eat 
or drink. If your eyes open to see that what the world is waiting for, even creation itself, the Bible said that the creation is living under decay. What does decay mean? The present situation of sickness, the present situation of death, I hope you know, beloved, that old age is a disease. I hope you know that, that old age is a disease. Man was not created to wear out where he can no longer use his hand, where he can no longer function as a human being. Beloved, I know some of this may be sounding like crazy ideas for you, but I have chosen to believe the scripture. The scripture said, all this is happening because the world is subjected under a current power of decay and that the world itself is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of these sons of God. And there can be no coming of the sons of God except the gospel of Christ is preached to them. Don't forget how did the decay start? in the first place how was the world put into slavery in the first place it was because the knowledge of good and evil was impacted to them of course you know that that knowledge produces sin and the place we read this morning says that the world is in this current situation because of the effects of sin how did sin come in sin came in from the knowledge of good and evil now how is god reversing that how is god changing the universe is changing the universe by releasing the knowledge of life the knowledge of christ the knowledge of good and evil impacted the nature of sin to man and and the universe itself became under bondage because of the effects of this of the sin of man now the gospel of christ the knowledge of christ impacts the opposite it impacts righteousness to man it changes man's nature from the nature of sin to the nature of righteousness now that nature allows the spirit of god to dwell in man or god how can we not be free from many things if we learn to walk and flow from the spirit of god within us if life is in us how can we not experience life if grace is in us how can we not experience grace if joy is in us how can we be joyless if we are full with the power of the holy ghost how can we be powerless beloved i made a statement yesterday and let me repeat i'm beginning to understand more and more and more that the greatest counsel I can ever give to you as a brother or a sister is to learn how to work with the Spirit of God within us. Is to calm down. The world is running a race, but the race is taking them to nowhere. You can see this morning that no matter what the world does, their answer still lies with the sons of God. Their answer still lies with the manifestation of the sons of God. But beloved, for us, to be the answer we have to understand what the problem is the world is running a rat, a rat race fast pace we want to get it done now and now no the greatest thing that will happen to you and i first is to come to a place of rest i was sharing yesterday 
Did you know that when the scripture says it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit. If you allow me to interpret that language today, what is simply trying to say is calm down. You cannot do it, but I will do it by the spirit that is within you. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by might. The world wants power. The world wants might. Politically, everybody's killing, struggling for power. They want power. They want might. That's what they are looking for. The Bible says it's not by that. It's not by power. It's not by might. Calm down. It is by my spirit. And the God has so graciously driven you and I step by step, taking us by hand to bring us to the answer that you and I need. The answer that the world needs. And suddenly he began to put a word in our mouth like what I mentioned last Sunday. Beloved, for you and I, it is not what we have. Don't get me wrong. We need things. I need things. You need things. But you can see that all your life you have had things. You have never you have never been in a position where you are completely, totally out of everything. No. You have had things. You have had things more and more. New things, old things. But still, there's still a yearning. There's still something in your spirit that is not complete. Beloved, it's not about what we have and what we don't have. Again, to have things is important. Of course, you know that already. But it is about who we have. Let me say that one more time. It is not about what we have. It's about who we have. That we have God resident by his spirit in us. And what you and I ought to dedicate our lives to, focus on, is learning how to walk from who we have from within. Because the answer that I'm looking for, remember the scripture says this morning, not just the universe itself, even we who have received the first impartation of the Holy Ghost or the first manifestations of the Holy Ghost, we are still waiting to come to a place of full status of who we are. That means in reality, not in theory this time, in reality, coming to the full manifestations of our full status in Christ. Watch this. Including our bodies being transformed. Including our bodies being transformed. Beloved, except if the scripture is not true, except if this whole thing is a joke, except if this thing is not real, but if the scripture is true, I have chosen to believe what the scripture says, that these things are possible. And if you look at where God brought us from, the foundations that has been laid, then you, you can see that we are going towards a place. Friends, we are going towards a light that the world has never seen before. Now, it's also making sense when God began to speak to me that those who respond to this message are called, that this is a calling. This is a calling, separating people away from the world, separating them away from religion, separating them away from culture, separating them away from tradition, and bringing them to the light of Christ, that Christ is my country, Christ is my culture, Christ is my tradition, Christ is my yesterday, today, and forever. Christ is me. I am Christ. We are one. That this light, this glorious light of the gospel is now being unveiled to us. If you are still sitting on the fence, I don't know what to say to you. 
And I pray for you this morning. May God give you the understanding so that you see why you are called into this. We need more commitment. We need to spread for the message as much as we can. We need this message to be on radio stations in different cities across the world. We need to beam this to different places. And I pray that God will open your heart and lay it in your spirit, the things that must be done. When you see a sick person today, don't forget, don't forget how they got there. Let us not weep like those who don't have hope. But let's remember that the way to correct all this is by the knowledge of Christ. For death and sickness came to man from the knowledge of good and evil. Man must be returned to the full knowledge of Christ. Praise God. Friend, this is beyond what humanity has seen. This is beyond laying our hand on the sick and they are getting healed. Don't get me wrong. That is important. But the Bible is telling us this morning that all these are simply first fruit of the Spirit. There's still much more that we have never seen. Praise God. Amen and amen. I will stop here and I encourage you, beloved, if you have not been fully established on how righteous you are in Christ, please go to the podcast. Look at the old messages that dealt on that for that is our foundation. That is where we must operate from. Praise God. Amen and amen. And of course, do me a favor. If you have not been doing so, Please make a commitment that as you receive this message freely, you make a commitment to create your own list and forward as much as you can. Praise God. Nobody will slap you. The highest they will do is don't send the message again and you remove the person from your list. Make it a commitment. Let it be a ministry. Let it be something that you do, that you expand your reach as much as you can and for some of you that god will be laying some things in your heart concerning how we can move forward together with this gospel i look forward to hearing from you so that we can talk more on this praise god amen and amen let me stop here and of course i will come back to you again in the grace of god and in the power of the holy ghost enjoy your day and don't forget this morning you have been served shalom